We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. podcast and we've got Samus Tadiari back again. We're at episode 26. 26, my man. Who, who's the number 26? <laughs> we're we're going to have to stop doing this soon because like, you know, we'll hit the early 30s and like, you know, like 31, 32, 33. Those, there's like a lot of famous players. But then once you get past that, it's like, I mean, once we hit episode 52... Hey, oh can my you think of a God. Hey, we, we gotta come up with a better bit than this. this what if what if what did Vladimir Radmanovich wear? He wore like a seventy five. Remember that seventy five? I mean, he was we'll he was there. he was my favorite. You know, with the he looked like he looked like a, every you know older drunk cousin I had when I was like a teenager. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like the, the five o'clock shadow, looking like he's perennially got a cigarette in his hand. Me, like a Milos Teodosic. You know, you know what? He he would be so good in today's NBA. I just thought about that. He would be like a great stretch four. Uh, he was good. He um, he was good when he played, but he, he kind um, of – I don't want to say he was good. Or like he, was, he was talented enough, and he just never kind of made – you know, one of those guys who are like, you know, you should be a lot better than you are. Because it's, like, it's not like that skill set didn't work when he played. It, he was just so inconsistent. So, so does he technically count as white? And if he does technically count as white and he's kind of lazy and didn't fill up to his potential, is he really white then? That's not how it usually works, right? <laughs> oh, I don't even know where to go with that. <laughs> hey, by the way, I'm going to – I will say this. Um, and we'll do, I'll do, I'm going to do like a weekly version of what Sam's saying in the DMs. 
So I, I'm, I'm tonight. It's we're recording this on what Tuesday night. It's it's Halloween. I'm trying to carve some pumpkins. I just caught a cold, right? And I'm like, you know Jesus what? I'm, we're about to do a. <laughs> You're more washed than me. I'm trying to carve I pumpkins. I got a cold. I got a cold, and I'm like, we're about to go on. Sam hits me up, and he's like, Yo, are you ready? I'm like, Yeah, I'm ready. I'm gonna go on Twitter real quick, and all I see is Sam in the DMs talking about Cuba authoritarian regimes leftists <laughs> and rightists i'm just in there looking at my phone we've got like I, like we've got we're in the dms with these guys from the chase down podcast justin and carter and he's just going off and i'm looking at my phone like yeah he's podcast ready he's like yours ready so <laughs> we're uh, ready to go we're not going to touch on that today i but i can i can be long-winded with that sort of stuff <laughs> I, yeah, I, like his, I like history i'll just leave it at that um so yeah, uh, I feel like this last week um, for the Warriors pretty much sums up early season basketball. You saw you saw the good, you saw the bad, you saw the ugly. Um, you were at the game Friday night, the Washington game. That was probably the game of the week for the Warriors. You wrote, you <laughs> that was wrote, hilarious. You wrote a nice little piece on it. Uh, I think we have to start with that. The official studio gangsters of the NBA, the Washington Wizards. Um, so, if you want to go into your piece a little bit, yeah, it's it's on uh, WarriorsWorld.net. So, um, if 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 you guys don't know about about the Wizards, we me, we enjoy the talking. Like, if you're a team that's good, you can say whatever you want. What they've done over the past couple of years is pretty much do that type of talking on and off the court. Um, and my piece pretty much was just saying, look, man, at, at a certain point, uh, if you're going to go out here and you're going to wear, you know, black funeral clothing and then lose <laughs> to Kelly fucking Olenek, or you come out here and you're like, saying they've like, done so many of these. I forgot about so that much. one, for example. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like that, like the recent one's Lonzo ball. Right. But I mean, like Kelly Olenek, dude, like in a game seven, John wall pretty much chokes and, and, and goes like four for like 28 or some shit. Like. Like, Only killed them with back cuts. It was basically like an NCAA tournament game where like Princeton beats the the big conference team. Like it was it wasn't just that they lost. It's like they lost in like a very undisciplined, just like you're not even how are you not aware? They've been running these back cuts on you for six games in a row. Oh, <laughs> uh, they're just so yeah, you're you're saying. So no, I mean that's 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 exactly it. That's what they do, right? And it's not like they lose to if you lose to the Warriors, right? Like okay, fine, um, that's the Warriors. If you lose to the uh, Cavs, that's fine. I mean, but they didn't like they're talking about playing. They're like, hey, the Cavs are scared to play us. It's like, dude, you're picking on guys that are worse than you, like those Celtics, or um, I mean, at least, at least you brought them to seven, or like the Lakers. You're picking on guys that you presumably can beat, and then you don't beat them, and then you don't deliver. Like my thing is, it's like it cracks me up. People think the Warriors are arrogant. The Warriors have won about 70 games a year for three years in a row. You would feel yourself, too, if you (laughs) won that often. The Wizards talk more than the Warriors and they haven't won 50 games. They haven't been out of the second round. And it's just like it's it's just. At some point, back it up. Like, John Wall, tell me how you're the greatest two-way point guard one more time only to try to draw a foul off a rookie while you brick a three because you blew <laughs> it that game. You know, it's just like it's – it's um, they're, they're punching um, 
out of their weight class and they're just constantly embarrassing themselves. And even if they try to punch under, it doesn't work. They're like they're like the dude that goes out every like Friday night and talks like about how he's going to hook up with like like not even one girl. Right. They're trying. To, well, actually, no, they're not even like a couple girls. They're like just we're just going to hook up with a normal person normal looking girl and they don't even get that it's like dude <laughs> let, let's let's yeah start, they're definitely your start. friend who like talks the biggest game about like all these girls that want him and you're thinking to yourself like oh, i've never really seen you have a day <laughs> never really you know seen you know you have that. a friend like that where it's like the moment you see him see a girl he like stops talking right but around like your boys he's like the biggest like he's like the biggest mouth and he's like got hella shit to say, and then the moment a girl shows up, it's like you hear silence. That that's the wizards, right? Yeah. Then he then then the next day is like, oh man, it, yeah, work, work <laughs> email. You know, I was just uh, I was just busy. You know, you know me, I, I, I'm trying to get ahead. It's just, that's that is exactly the wizards. Everyone has a friend like that, if not two of them. It's just they do not get. I guess because they're not relevant enough, they do not get clowned on enough for their yeah. just consistent um, best backcourt in the NBA, best this and that, you know, like best defensive two way guard, yeah, yeah, b- best team who plays at four thirty two on Wednesdays. I don't know, like <laughs> some so, bullshit. Yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> I God. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean to, to, to cap it all off, I mean, they blow a 16, 17 point lead, right? Um, after, I mean, you're going to say, hey, you know, Beal didn't play, but like, dude, don't get kicked out. Like, don't get yourself kicked out. Like, so they get Draymond uh, kicked out. They have a 14 point lead at half. It was, they got it up to like 17 in the third. Is that what it, mm-hmm. it peaked at? Something yeah. in that range, right? Like, they definitely yep. grew the lead in the early part of the third. And then just, and, and again, they don't get beat by Steph Curry. They don't get beat by Kevin Durant. They got beat by Omri Caspi, Kayvon Looney, and David West. Like, it's exactly <laughs> what you said. It's like, it, 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 it's just, they, they couldn't, like, they, they actually played Steph reasonably well. Like, they, you know, Wall somewhat backed it up. Like, I, I don't, in his head, he probably played better than he did, but, um, <laughs> It's like you're giving, uh, you're letting Omri Caspi and Kayvon Looney spark the comeback against you. Ugh. I'm telling you, man, Omri Caspi's the guy. If if Kershaw's messing around and, and plays him more and with McCall and, and Jordan Bell, um, that that's that's gonna be that's gonna be. Good. And I think I think someone like Nick Young should be benched at this point. But but hey, we're gonna go to the next because they had a couple more games. That was a fun game, but then they had the Pistons. Who I was prob- might be the worst game that you'll probably see from the Warriors all season. Yeah, I don't even know how to um, describe it. We're but we're both there, and th- what what did they get up by? They were up by like twelve, thirteen. Yeah, very weird atmosphere too. Like it, it just felt like it, they were playing like like trash, but then it also felt like they were going to win by like twenty. But then they kind of lost that, and that didn't feel weird. That turnovers, turnovers yeah. galore. There's like there's a lot of like Detroit clearly was going for you know loose balls harder than them, but the Warriors were hitting a ton of shots. They shot fifty seven percent and lost. So it was just <laughs> it was it, it was pinnacle early season basketball, uh, where like they just. They couldn't figure, you know, 
the turnovers looked like uh, it looked like a team of guys who hadn't played together, which is kind of weird because uh, that would make sense for like let's say Minnesota, who has three new starters or someone yeah. like that. But like the Warriors shouldn't really be doing that. Well, they were also Kerr was also like messing around, and and, and the players played like trash, and and it's not. But it's also not entirely their fault. There's just like Kerr's got guys like Nick Young out there with no KD, with no Steph, um, and I, and with no. I don't think it was just like Clay and like Livingston. And he had Clay running like pick and rolls and trying to create like at the end of the first half or the middle of the second quarter. It's like, dude, like if you're gonna put someone there like Clay Thompson and try to make him do everything, like what do you expect is gonna happen, right? Like there is gonna be turnovers. You're not putting these guys in the position to succeed. Like I've l- literally never seen these rotations before. And he cut that shit out against the Clippers. Um, I, I think he kind of understood that that he messed yeah, up there. Yeah, I think but. he was trying to um, light a fire under them because, like, the starters weren't the starters were playing terrible, Fair. but they were just hitting their shots, and he was just kind of trying to get them going a little bit. And like, there's there's two ways to do that, really. You know, you can you can scream at them, or you can you can put backups in and be like, all right, you're just gonna you know what happens happens. You know, no one's no one's above this, right? That sort of and thing. That then that's Kerr's. You're saying that's Kerr's worst nightmares too. Is is the team keeps screwing up and keeps turning it over, and but it doesn't matter because they keep scoring, right? They keep making those like crazy threes or or finishes or transition opportunities, and that the, so the turnovers doesn't matter. So he's probably yeah, like in the end of the like, like in the happy. end of the day, it's it's really hard. Like Steph had a bunch of bonehead turnovers. Katie had more bonehead turnovers that game, and I think Draymond was the worst of all three. In terms of like the guys who oh, handle God. the ball the most, they were they were just all over the place with the ball, right? But then at the same time, like Steph and Katie were both like eleven of eighteen shooting, so that it was just kind of like talent superseding any sort of process. And I and I feel like Kerr, you know, Kerr at his core is far more Popovich than Phil Jackson. Um, in terms of like he's going to get more upset about that than anything else. Oh God, yeah. It's like it's like when he benches like when Pop benches Danny Green or when he benched Kawhi Leonard like against in the NBA finals. Like yeah, remember like, that awesome so like, like dumbass like thing. So I feel like um like uh Phil Jackson was notorious for letting his guys play through it. His thing was like when when guys are messing up, like particularly his key guys, he's like, I'm not gonna say anything to you. You know what you're supposed to do, and I'm gonna let you embarrass yourself till you figure it out. And then like Pop Pop kinda has the complete opposite philosophy which is like quick triggers quick timeouts like kind of like if you you know if you're not gonna if you're not gonna do the simple things you're not getting on the court you know he doesn't care if a guy misses shots per se he cares if a guy can't just make the simple rotation if a guy can't like cut when he's supposed to cut and do just the basic things you know like some days you're just gonna miss shots some days you're gonna hit lucky shots but if you if you go through the process correctly more times than not you're gonna be rewarded yeah yeah so i mean to talk about we're both at the game uh in terms of oracle atmosphere i will say one thing it's a little it's a little like relaxed now i mean really relaxed it used to be like a year ago it would have got two years ago yeah, it's just people used to get like weird and really quiet. Nowadays, it's kind of like quiet, but you can just kind of tell nobody really cares. Like if they go down 10 in the fourth quarter, like everybody's kind of just like, well, we'll get louder. And if they make a shot, we'll get louder. Or if they don't, then, well, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like it, it just people don't. Yeah, I feel it, like it's, it's so yeah, I was saying this to you, like part of the reason the Warriors, have, I feel like they're officially a veteran team. 
because veteran teams do stuff like this where they they don't really show up with their full effort in October, even in November. They kind of pace themselves into the season, and the Warriors haven't really done that, right? And this is like the first year they're doing that. That's like yep. when you think of a yep. veteran team, when you think of like the KG Celtics, they kind of like – you know, they kind of went through the motions and then like around the end of the season, if they were healthy, they'd start peaking and look like a playoff force. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. all LeBron teams, all, all Kobe's teams is the same thing. It's just kind of how it goes. You know, like if you know, you're going to be playing into May and June, why kill yourself in November? Um, and the Warriors haven't really done that. So I think that's the first time we're seeing them and you could say the fan base also has finally gotten to that point where they're yep. just like, I don't really care. I'm just here to have a good time. I'll, I'll, I'll save my like really getting angry about this stuff when it's either a marquee team or it's the playoffs. Yep. And you'll see, and you'll see people not even come to, to regular season games anymore as much just because of that. So um, all right, so they had the uh, so they they lost it down the stretch against the Pistons, and then they came back in LA and somehow after an offside in LA, uh, well not an offside, but just a late night, um, beat them by like well they dropped one forty one on the Clippers. Uh, Clippers, mind you, had number one defensive rating. Um, yeah, we didn't think that was going to last, but like they looked legitimately. They'd been playing the best of anyone in the NBA up to this point. They've had an easy schedule, but they've smacked. been, but they'd been, they'd look good. They'd they'd been fun too. That's the other thing. Yep. Like you, you watch them. They they went back to being like the Clippers that everyone wanted to see in like Blake Griffin's first couple of years. Not like that team who, with Chris Paul, who's like kind of like I mean they're really good, but it was kind of I, I would I, not not the most entertaining watch, I guess. Yeah, I mean Chris Paul. So I mean, it would make sense. He's entertaining if you're if you're like really into like really good transition chess passes. So um, not too. But uh, yeah, and then the Warriors. I, I mean, I thought they were gonna kind of uh, come out sloppy. You know, they love their their nights in L.A. <laughs> um, and it was the opposite. They uh, they love occupying the the Clippers headspace like Blake Griffin had looked amazing the first four or five games and I was all about it I'm all like oh yeah Blake f- the fun Blake that like you know was really enjoyable is finally back like the player we hadn't seen in like two three years it felt like I mean he's been good but it, it, it just kind of felt like it hadn't been as fun to watch him and then Draymond just completely takes him out of his game um in a way that he's done like the last three, four years. Yep. It started in that first playoff series that they lost in seven where Draymond like played really good defense on him. And yeah, we're Draymond, just like, Draymond oh. got inserted into the starting lineup once they're down the series. And like, who knows? They were young at that point. If he had, if he'd have been inserted earlier, maybe they still don't win the series, but it kind of felt like if they went to that change earlier, they may have pulled off the upset. Yeah, I mean, a lot of that is hinges on Draymond. Like, Steve Kerr wasn't even going to start him. He was going to start David Lee until David Lee got hurt. Like, that stuff is crazy. Like, like he, maybe he's what... So, like, the crazy thing is, is Draymond's maybe, like, the game player type of guy, right? You look at Jordan Bell, and, and they've said that Kevon Looney plays has outplayed Jordan Bell. I don't know how in much practice, that is true yeah. in practice. Kerr's Kurt, definitely well, let everyone know that in, in multiple <laughs> press conferences. Pumping him up. But, uh, not. I mean, when the game starts, when the game starts, Jordan Bell is someone that is just... 
ridiculous. Like so so in comparison to Draymond, that makes sense, right? He's got the hands, he's got the defensive, he's got like the anticipation. He's just that got we a feel. See. He's got feel. It's just Harrison Barnes never had it. Like Harry never had it. That's just the difference between those two guys, so <laughs> God, we he's been gone for a year and a half now. We 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 can't I think I think we have to um we got to get over it. We got to. We got to get it done. We got to bury the hatchet. It's just mean to make fun of him now. We He's gotta, got a max contract. He'll be fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I, I kind of feel like anyway. Summing it back up, that's going to kind of be the Warriors' deal for the next month or so. Um, it's going to be a lot of. They'll show up some games. They won't show up other games. A lot of games they'll show up half-assed and just pull it out because they're significantly more talented. Um, and and that's just kind of how it's probably going to go this year. You know, so the team has been to three straight finals. It's hard to tell them to worry about you know their defensive stance. Uh, you know, December third yeah. against Orlando. <laughs> you know, it's just hard to get guys motivated. Ooh, Orlando. Good team. Good team. Playoff. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah, playoff team somehow. Anyway, so we've got we've got a new segment that yeah, Sam so, has uh, thought about. So we're going to do this. Uh, this week we'll start with the Warriors, but we'll do it with other teams each week um, in honor of our, our great leader. We're calling it uh, real or fake news. <laughs> I, hope, I hope the sarcasm is obvious. <laughs> By the way, if you guys have your own ideas, make sure to just, you can just leave it in the comments. Uh, rate five stars first though, and then leave it in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So currently, Steph Curry is leading the Warriors in scoring. Uh, he's averaging 28, 28 points a game. Uh, Durant's averaging 25.4. For reference... Steph averaged 25.3 last year, and KD averaged 25.1. Uh, but in the playoffs, KD averaged slightly more. He had 20. He had 28 and a half, and Steph only averaged 28 points a game. Real or fake news? Steph is going to be the leading scorer <laughs> of this team by the end of the season. Uh, real news. So I, I think. Wow, it's like razor thin. I had no idea, dude. Um, I think it's uh, I think it's real news because Steph has just it just seems like uh, he's has not he hasn't relented uh, control as much. Um, he's actually he's not trying to defer to KD. Uh, I think he's actually the one he's kind of playing like he was before uh, before KD joined the team. So um, I think it's the offense is back to running through him, and uh, really there has been zero complaints. So I think and the and the Warriors are better on offense than they were last year by I think somebody said four point, points per yeah, possession. Yeah, they're currently Something on crazy pace like for that. the greatest uh, offense of all time. Uh, would and, not happen if KD if the offense was built around KD. So uh, I think, but it also wouldn't happen if they didn't have KD too. Like, well, at a certain okay. point, it's just it obviously built through Steph makes sense, but just the the wealth of talent is why it's so unstoppable. Just, just, and and they're playing, and they haven't even, and they don't even unleash the pick and roll. Like last game, they ran a pick and roll and got Zaza a, f- a freaking dunk. Like somehow, if you can get Zaza a dunk in the half court, I mean, you've that's a good offense. This is Zaza's year. Uh, God, he's been awful this year. By the way, I yeah, just, yeah. I can't stand watching him this year. He's terrible. <laughs> just, ter- just terrible. Just, just illegal screens. Um, just oh, that was the best part of the Clipper game. They had like 
they had their first low turnover game of the year, and I think half of the turnovers were Zaza illegal screens. God, dude, just on. Anyway, that that's God. That's I, and the thing is, like, he's one of he was one of my favorite players um, before he joined the Warriors. But now, and maybe it's just a thing where you just watch really good basketball, and then when someone you watch is kind of dragging him down. It's just he's like also, he's harder. Getting, he's getting older. He's gonna, like yeah. He, he's, he's going to be a little worse this year than he probably was last year, and it's just gonna, you know, it's it's gonna keep going downhill. It's kind of yeah. how life works. Yeah. And as, some, <laughs> as someone on the downhill slope. Yeah, I know. Carving pumpkins, dude. Fucking. <laughs> um, I agree with you. I think Steph's going to lead the team in scoring. Uh, I think pretty much since the Christmas game in Cleveland in 2016. Uh, that was kind of the turning point where they realized, like, you know, Steph, you don't have to defer so much. Play your game, and ev- and everything will work off of that. And yeah. so just I think by default, he, he takes more shots than KD, but since they're basically as efficient as each other, uh, it's, you know, he's going to score more points because they, they score at exactly the same rate, you know? Uh, KD will get yeah. a couple more twos than him, but Steph will make it up in three-point volume. All right, next one. Real or fake news? The Warriors are currently ranked first in offense and 28th in defense. Does that last? I mean, that's that's got to be fake news. I think they oh, – half fake, half half real news. I think they stay at one. Um, it's, so the, they're just too good. The news is real, but the, the, the media is fake? The media. Damn, that's that's a good one, dude. I should I should have I should have stole that beforehand. Um, but defensive rating, I think they they somehow end up in the uh, they somehow end up much better than they are at the upper half, uh, top ten. I actually think they get there. It's just too much talent. Like when everybody said, do you have too much talent? They'll back their way up to seventy wins, right? But I don't think that's gonna happen. But, but the, they'll back their way into like a top defense if they would f- stop playing Nick Young, which I think Kerr is close to doing. Nick Young, like my, not my the reason that they're bad on defense. They're bad on defense I will, because I will none say, of their good oh, defenders are really trying remember when i said last week omri caspi was the reason why they were struggling guess what man they put omri caspi in and they beat the wizards now if they just never play nick young again i don't care if it's the other players it's just some type of like butterfly effect their their defense will become better so it's like (laughs) it's like the same on both sides play omri caspi you'll win more games bench nick young your defense will get better all right real or fake news jordan bell plays more minutes per game than Zaza by the end of the season. Like total minutes or like average or like just like overall? by the end of the season, he's going to be playing more minutes per game nah, than Zaza. Nah, fake. No, no way. Fake news. Do you know who the head coach is? <laughs> Come on. There's no way. There's no, I don't way. know. Unless- Jordan Bell. I, I think, I think it's real news. I think Jordan Bell looks, t- he's playing too well to be left off the court. And Zaza's Zaza's basically moving to Kendrick Perkins territory where oh, like God. he gets the first five minutes and then just doesn't come back into the game. Um, so, but but think about it. So so he gets five six minutes. So he gets twelve minutes a game. Uh, where's when's Jordan Bell gonna play? Because you got D West and you've got Javale. So you think he takes Javale's minutes? Take Javale's minutes. I okay. think he's gonna. Okay. I think. Um, so I think Curry's gonna go with the three center thing where no one's really getting more than like 15 minutes a game. But I do think by the end of the season, Jordan Bell should be getting more minutes. And I think he will be. I think it's it's going to be too painfully obvious. Um, and, you know, Kerr will do it slowly, but I think he'll get there. 
I mean, it was painfully obviously not to play Anderson Vergeau, and it happened. So uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if, if so. There's this: if Draymond, who's already nursing shoulder and back injuries, if he gets hurt, then yeah, this is an easy shoe in for Jordan Bell. So I think uh, I think you automatically win there if Draymond gets hurt, and he's so banged up already that he might he might be taking a bunch of games off down down the stretch. So yeah, you never know. Um, last one: real or fake news, KD. Katie's second in the NBA in blocks per game right now, obviously early season. KD finishes top five in blocks. <laughs> uh, real news. They're, he's block hunting. It, it's, it's, he is purposely uh, playing. He's on weak side coming off late, a step late. He's, he's hiding and not really contesting. He's going for weak sides. He's going for chase downs. He's block hunting. Um, I'm not saying it's bad defense. It can be, but, uh, he said it himself. That's just one of its goals. And NBA players are, they know their numbers. Don't, don't, don't ever let him think that they don't know their numbers. He knows his numbers and he's going to chase those block numbers until the end of the season. So, yeah, I mean, um, I know he's easy not, not going to average 30 points a game. He's probably not going to get like 10 rebounds a game or anything yep. like that, but he can, he can th- turn up with the block numbers. <laughs> and he's got the length he's got the the, the quickness and he's pretty smart on uh, defense too so um, yeah, I think yeah he'll, I saw, he'll get um, there in the, in the early season he's been the best uh rim protector just in terms of like field goal percentage and granted he's not it, it, it's weird you, you can't really call him a rim protector in the sense of he yeah he, he's not sitting back there the way Draymond yeah. is or like the way rudy gobert is like he's contest he's contesting a third as many shots as like actual centers. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. But but when he does, like he's he's gotten really good at positioning and obviously he's got the size of a center. So um So yeah, I mean yeah, I mean that's a good point. Like he's not going to be he's not going to be banging, right? He has troubles rebounding because he doesn't go in and bang and and that's why he doesn't really want to play the 4. Um you know, a lot of guys, a lot of fours don't want to play the 5, right? Because of that it's the very same reason. But but hey, if you're going to have to get numbers, if you're going to have to find a way to make all defense, which is probably what he wants to do, You've got to chase those numbers, right? It's like the sixth man. If you want to win sixth man, you've got to score like 25 empty points and get that award. So, so same, same for, same for, same for KD. Let's, let's let's transition here to we're officially two weeks into the season we've made it we're, we're done with october the first month is over <laughs> Quarter month. anyway yeah that was uh, quick yeah feels feels so, fast so let, let's each go through, let's go through our uh, our top early season stories um, yes takes takes hit me so my first take is brad stevens coach of the year um, oh, God. I, I'm just losing Hayward night one. I, I don't think people really understand how ridiculous it is to lose maybe your best player, maybe your second best player, integrate that many new players and play that many young players and be effective. Like I know Al Horford is a really good player. Kyrie's a really good player. But like they're playing a nineteen to twenty year old heavy minutes. They're in like the top three or four minutes on the team. They're playing starters minutes, and it's still working. Like they're just, I, 
it's really, really impressive. They're currently ranked, I think, the best defense. That probably won't last, but they'll finish in the top 10 in defense. Doing that with that kind of with that many young guys and like Kyrie, who's known to be an awful defender before Boston. Um, I'm just in awe. And it's even more amazing to me that they're, that it happened so quick. Like when Hayward went down, my initial reaction was like, Oh, they're going to have like a rough month plus until they like figure out something that works. And really it was like a rough, like game and a half (laughs) rolling wins. Um, and I don't know, they'll, they'll hit some, some patches They're you know, it's, they have the number one ranked defense with, uh, Kyrie Irving and Al Horford at center. Horford's a nice defender, but he's not a rim protector. He's not a great rebounder, you know, like they're, it's, it's pretty impressive. And who knows? I'm recording this now. They're probably going to give up one thirty in the in the next game or something. Well, I mean, selfishly for us, right? Someone like Kyrie Irving leaves LeBron James after a lot of LeBron's fans are saying, "Hey, he needs more help. He can't do this. He can't do that." Right? The Warriors ganged up on LeBron. They went four and one. Blah 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 blah. He can't lead this, right? And he comes out here and, and literally a month into his first season, and he loses his one of his buddies, Gordon Hayward, to a broken leg, and he's and clearly out clearly the the best player on the team. Crazy side with him, you know, like cr- crazy. Like he's playing some kind. And if you, and if you right, and if you watch their preseason, they were running the offense through Hayward, Horford, and Kyrie. Like they were they were setting up that big three thing with those ones. They ran a lot of Kyrie. Uh, Hayward pick and roll a lot of like actions with the two of them like that was going to be the staple of their offense and then boom they lose you know their best wing god I can't I can't believe that we're going to give Danny Ainge credit but I mean Jason Tatum looks good Jalen Brown looks good I mean that trade looks good now right um, Isaiah Thomas still isn't going to be back to like January and who knows what he's going to look like like as much as we roast like Danny Ainge we, we we've got to Give the man credit. Like he's going to have a top pick next year, presumably, hopefully, right? If they can get that converted. But oh man, either next year or the year after, because um, I don't. If they don't get that Lakers pick this year, I yeah, mean, exactly. I mean, I kind of like what Sacramento's doing, but I don't think you know that the pick that they have to give up in eighteen nineteens not going to be in the lotto. <laughs> Real quick, if we talk about depth, like Marcus Smart is a good player. Like Terry Rozier, <laughs> he's actually not bad. Like, yeah, he but, can do I mean, things but that, I mean, like, did, did anyone think they'd get anything from him before the season started? No, exactly. Like, that's the thing. Like, so like Daniel uh, Theis, or how do you say his name? Theus, I think. And then like, Yabusele. I don't even know who that guy know? is. He, he looks like he looks like a blogger. Like, I, I mean, that's, <laughs> like him and him and Costa Kufos are winning the NBA blogger Wait. award. <laughs> <laughs> well, they got Aaron Baines, rim protector. They got Richard Spencer down at the center position. So <laughs> they've got they've got that. I mean, it fits right in. I mean, man, it's yeah. I mean, so so what do you think? What, what do you think they end up then? They still um, haven't got um, Marcus Morris back who like, you know, I mean, he's still a good quality rotation player. You figured he'd be useful for them. Um, I don't know. I think they're going to – they're probably going to win 50 games. They're probably – That's crazy. Um, you know they'll be kind of around the same area they were last year. At the, obviously, until these young players mature or they like swing a home run trade, um, plus getting Hayward back, I don't think their upside is higher than it was last year. But the fact that they're not going to you know 
take a step backward with all that change and like depending on all these young guys with the Hayward injury is impressive in its own right. Jesus, the Boston Celtics scrappy, underachieving, gritty underdogs again. I'm I'm just I'm disgusted. <laughs> I'm disgusted. Um, <laughs> all right, we'll, so we'll we'll do mine. You got anything left on the Celtics? That was no. That's enough there. That the best part of that is like when you were saying that you started cutting out. So most everyone listening to it thinks you just went on a uh, profanity laden rant about <laughs> Boston fans, which you know is fair. It's fair, Jay. Jay, just uh, just just. Hook, hook it up. Do what you got to do uh, for us on this side. All right. So mine mine is is an interesting one for me. It's it's solid teams, like boring teams, I think, like the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, the Clippers um, that are that you can count on more, I think, than what we want to see as up and coming teams uh, like the Nuggets. I think the Wolves in the beginning. Um, and I think that to an extent, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, so are guys that we project to be really good because I think partly we want them to be really good and also we're projecting pot- potential which is a really difficult thing to do well and names it's, and it's the, like a cool, <laughs> cooler it's like oh wow like Carmelo right like yeah. Carmelo or, or something oh, wow. like that so Butler Wiggins Butler. Towns yeah I mean actually I think the Wolves are gonna be really good by the end of the year but yeah so <laughs> maybe and, and the same with the Thunder same with the Thunder right and maybe not the Nuggets or maybe the Nuggets too but at least in the beginning like really consistent teams like Gasol and Conley like you'll know let's say for example on, a, on the scale like you know you'll get a 7 out of 10 from them throughout the year but like when we're talking about guys like Gary Harris Nikola Jokic um, they can they can come in at a 2 on any good night or they can come in at a 10 same with guys like Carmelo same with guys like um, same with guys like really Carl Anthony Towns, like at this point, like a guy that plays no defense, like, uh, and then you're talking about Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, Patrick Beverly, those guys give you what they give you on every single night. So for me, it, it's just a little bit of, we love to rate potential a lot higher than we should. Um, well, it's because it, yeah, it's like, kind of like, you know, it's what, more fun. you know what Marcus all is. He's 32. He's a great player. He's, you know, he's, um, but you know what he is, but but Andrew Wiggins could be anything, you know. Carl Anthony Towns could be anything; he could be ten times better. You just don't know what he is. So it's easy um, when you're coming into the season to think like, "Oh man, these guys are going to take a huge step, and they're going to be so much better than that like solid B plus A minus player." Yeah, I th- I think I mean there, it, for me it's just more of a. Uh... Um, expectations kind of thing like a, a lot of guys are kind of turning on not not a lot but people are kind of turning a little bit on kind of town saying like hey this guy plays no defense blah blah but then on the flip side perspective like okay what did you expect him to do right did you expect him to be a top defensive center or a top 10 or what did you expect him to be because the guy's still young he's had a ton of diff- ton of different coaches right he's got guys on his team that doesn't really play defense maybe like at the best especially the bench and things like that so what did you really expect him to be on the defensive end and we'll go from like there he's got, instead he's got of, potential to be a very good defender but th- that doesn't happen overnight is your point yeah. right like, yeah like him going from being a bad defender to being an okay defender is probably of the more likely step than like him turning into what we think he'll be which is you know a plus defender two, three years down the line. Yeah, that that's so, I mean, that, that, that's it. Like we want him to basically be Marcus all, but he can actually move and, and actually be like fast and, and handle and do it all. So, so he's not even close and, and he's still young. So, I mean, that, I guess that's an overarching example. 
Um, yeah, so it's like sometimes we, we want to speed up the whole development curve and, and not realize, like, he's already really good for a 21, 22-year-old, but he's not going to reach that full game that we think he can for another four years, five years. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, end of day, end of day. I still think, I still think the Thunder get there, but it's and, and the Wolves actually get in too. I, I agree with you. Um, it's just that, and the, and the Grizzlies are kind of fun, but they're hurt. So, so what can you do? Same with same with the Clippers a little bit. So, all right. My next take, Pelicans. I'm sticking. I'm riding with the Pelicans all year, uh, even though one night they'll beat Cleveland yes. and look amazing, and then the next night they'll. Um, you know, be lose to the magic. Yeah. Um, lose to the magic, but I just, I got to throw some number, throw some numbers at you. Currently boogie and Anthony Davis are both averaging like 27, 28 points and 12 rebounds a game each. Um, no big man combo. No team has had two big men average 25 and 10 together. I have a very hard time seeing how they don't do that this year, partially because, you know, it's, it's not like they have some dominant wing who's going to, you know, take shots and kind of distribute the points better. But it it really is kind of you want to talk about, you know, zigging when the rest of the league zags. That's the Pelicans right now. And I think it's kind of cool cuz um everyone else is going small and going small is fun to watch, but it is kind of cool to see this one team built with two superstar big men and kind of like going the opposite direction of everyone. And when they're when they're rolling like that, that combo is incredibly lethal. God, you're deep down such a hipster, and I hate that I agree with every word. <laughs> every word you've just said, I agree with <laughs> every um, word. Yeah, and um, it actually goes back to your last point. I feel like everyone sort of wrote off Anthony Davis's potential. Like, yes. two two years ago, it was like this guy's going to be the best player in the league, and then since then, it's like. Everyone acknowledges he's a really good like top 10 player, but no one's talking about him in that same vein that they talked about when he was 21, right? And it, it's exactly what you're talking about. He slowly got better and better. He finally got a very good teammate with him, and all of a sudden he looks absolutely unguardable. He's 24. He's only going to keep getting better. God, like, he's he hasn't, 24. He it's hasn't crazy. even hit his prime, and he's already like – Basically, if assuming he doesn't get hurt in a game, which I is a kind of a Achilles heel because he tends he tends to pull more random like, yeah. one to two game injuries than anyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, he he just I mean, is there a better role man in the NBA? If he gets and, the ball, if he gets a ball on the move, it's you're, he's either dunking, he's either scoring or getting fouled. You know who's better? Who's a better role man and a better shooter and a better passer than him? The guy who's playing next to him. Like that's crazy. Like, like yeah. the, they're the two most versatile, offensively talented bigs. Like Who can in also the entire defend, NBA, the they can also. Eighty's um, uh, a better defender, but they. This isn't. Um, they they can guard their positions. God, it's just they're just too, they're just so fun to watch too. Like on nights that the the two or three guy hits shots like if they can get Ian Clark in or if like they just um, need, they just need one of their they just need one, one guy, guy just yeah, one like guy Etwan Moore uh, yeah. maybe a little Dante Cunningham a little, God, little Tony gross. Allen back cut action <laughs> <laughs> shoot if if me and you are on the court we get some backcourt buckets off AD and Boogie she that, yeah that, I mean that, that's fun so you still have them in the playoffs 
Yeah, I mean, if they stay healthy, I have a very hard time seeing a team with two top ten players. Like they're they're basically both top ten players, right? Um, yeah. They're right. They're right there. Um, a team well, with that much not getting in. Like now, if one of them misses fifteen games, that might be enough to screw them out of the playoffs in the West. But hey, man, the West is not that good at the bottom right now, record wise. So it's not. So it's going to be interesting. It should it should pick yeah, up. it should. It should. It should. All right. So I've got I've got I've got two actually real quick. Um, one is uh, Victor Oladipo and uh, and Sabonis for the Indiana Pacers. Beautiful. Just round of applause. Just great work. Great work, boys. Just I think Victor Oladipo is going to be a all star. Uh, Sabonis, uh, one of the most talented young big men. He's going to be t- termed as. So that's that's just I mean, right now, Oladipo or Paul George close so great job great job considering they couldn't considering they couldn't tie their shoes by themselves last year i mean God, they couldn't even take a shit last year without russ like they couldn't even flush without <laughs> russell westbrook <laughs> they had to get so, the training pants on oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, um the guy the guy so listen like no Victor Oladipo, Paul George, only one of those guys hit a game-winning shot within the last 20 seconds of the game. That That's Oladipo, man. He's Mr. Indiana. So, great, great, <laughs> uh, great work. Great work. Makes me and Sam look good, and, you know, we're always down, down for that. Um, and then the last one is, I think the Sixers are going to be the best team in the Eastern Conference no. next season. <laughs> I disagree. Okay, give me give you me watch, thirty you seconds. Watch ben, uh, give you me watch thirty ben seconds. Ben Simmons break a few guys off the dribble, and you're ready to proclaim them. Um, I, <laughs> it's going to be Boston, but um, give, I I hear you. Like, give give me one chance here. Give me one chance here. All right. Um, I I think I, so. Let's say this is obviously operates under the assumption that LeBron James is leaving. Right, he's going to go to San Antonio and play with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. So let's let's take that as the first hypothetical. What? Second, they just second. Paid, they just paid Powell. They're good. <laughs> the, the, they'll, just, they'll they just paid Lamarcus. They're good. They'll flip both. They'll flip both. They'll find a way. They'll flip them to like the Pelicans or something. Um, and then the, so it's gonna be so we've got the Sixers. I'm gonna operate also Embiid, who has been healthy all season, will stay healthy. He's ben been Simmons. healthy for eight games, which he's played like six of. <laughs> 25 minutes he's he looks he's he's been incredible he just destroys any type of big that's in front of him completely unstoppable ben simmons who they're running pick and pops for can you imagine that uh after a full season markel fultz who his agent leaked some i don't know what he leaked but he got the team to bench him for, to sit him for three weeks so genius maneuver whatever you had to do um can we so talk about the fultz fultz? thing real quick <laughs> Please, I, I thought it was so. So I so to end. I, I think I think those guys are going to gel by end of season. They'll make the playoffs this year. They'll get experience by playing either the Celtics um, or anybody else. Um, and if you're saying that, if we're talking about a head-to-head matchup, maybe record-wise, the Celtics are going to be better. But if we're talking about a head-to-head matchup. There's just nobody for for Boston to guard and beat or Simmons either one. So so that's my that's my quick. I'm, 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 I know I just talked about don't bet on potential so much, but I'm betting a lot. <laughs> Everything on Embiid, yeah, Simmons, and Literally Fultz. five minutes ago, you said people want to <laughs> proclaim young talent. And now, and now, you're, now you're wearing your Ben Simmons jersey and your and you're, you're, uh, Embiid Snuggie and you're 
and you're out here talking about how they're going to win the next five rings. Just, you got to go. <laughs> so it's best team in the East next year, I think. Um, so it's it's going to be – and J.J. Reddick's going to be the guy that's like the – they're going to write like feature. Like Chris Mannix is going to come out with a feature about how like J.J. Reddick has like changed the culture of this team and has made this city and this team like really underrated and gritty and – and really just like a, is JJ a people's gonna, Is a JJ going to get a Sixers tat? Is that going to be in the future? Where he, like, it's gonna he be tattoos a- the, uh, the Liberty Bell with the crack. <laughs> He's going to put on a fade on his head, on the side of his head. He's going to have the Liberty. <laughs> I, I guess I don't know if I even take that seriously myself, but I think it's a realistic option. All right. That's – I don't even know what to say. Um <laughs> Uh, Did you have Markel Fultz thoughts before we get out of here? Anything? I mean, I'm just kind of sad because I I watched some of him in college last year. Like, I I don't really watch much college. If I do, though, it's usually uh, Pac-12, just time zone thing, right? Like, if it's on, I'll watch it. And he in college, he looked like a a mix of of Dame and Harden. Just like so many, just so pure on on the pull-up and just kind of the hesitation moves and that sort of stuff. And then seeing him not be able to raise his shoulder and shoot. I mean, yeah, I just hope he gets well because he, he's a legitimate fun player and it's just a, that's just a shitty way to start your, your NBA career. But you know, when they're at the top next year, when they're in the NBA finals, it'll it'll be all worth it. So, um, all right. Well, the Warriors got the Spurs with, uh, in a couple games this week. We'll know Kawhi, but, uh, we'll be back next week to go over all games anything anything uh anything left will be good man i think we're good we'll we'll um we'll hopefully talk about rudy gay dropping 50 on them next week uh, stretch five stretch five so hopefully another fight <laughs> for the warriors a couple more ejections and uh we'll be back to uh to, to cover for you guys <laughs> all right later